Google Play Core Library execution vulnerability, TrickBot evolves to new low levels and gets creepy, and FireEye breach, a new CVE issued for Kia Motors head unit, and a flashback into the 2000s on how security became mainstream. Hello and welcome to Simplified Security, episode number two. I am your host, Turkesh, and today is December 10th, 2020. Coming to you straight from Houston, Texas. This episode and future episodes are available in video, audio, and text format. For more information, go to www.icsbits.com backslash simplified. It is already December and businesses around the world are slowing down. Not the businesses that are selling stuff. And this holiday season is in full swing. Make sure you don't become a victim of a phishing attack this holiday season. If you are expecting a lot of packages, make sure you sign up for email notifications from your shipping provider and get familiar with their notifications. Here are some of the headlines for the end of the week of December 6th. Vulnerability in Google Play Core Library likely remains unpatched in Google Play applications. The Play Core Library is your app's runtime interface within the Google Play Store. Some of the things that you can do with your Play Core include the following. Download additional language resources, manage delivery of featured modules, manage delivery of asset packs, trigger in-app updates, request in-app reviews. In August of this year, Oversecured, a mobile app vulnerability scanner designed for developers and integrators, discovered a vulnerability. A proof of concept was created for Google Chrome app. This vulnerability was assessed by Google as highly dangerous. This could lead to leaks of users' credentials and financial details, including credit card history, to interception and falsification of their browser history, cookies, files, etc. So here are some of the examples of how this vulnerability can be exploited. Inject code into banking applications to grab credentials. At the same time, have SMS permissions to steal the two-factor authentication code. Inject code into enterprise applications to gain access to corporate resources. Inject code into social media applications to spy on the victim and use location access to track the device. Inject code into instant messaging apps to grab all messages and possibly send messages on the victim's behalf. To remove this vulnerability, Google recommends the developers to update their Google Play Core library and all of the users of these apps that are vulnerable to update these apps to their latest versions. For more information, go to the Oversecured blog. Link is in the description. TrickBot malware gets a creepy feature. TrickBot is one of these prominent types of malware. It started out in 2016 as a banking trojan. It captured banking credentials and passed them to criminals. The dangerous malware type has since evolved. The new functionality makes use of readily available tools to check devices for well-known vulnerabilities that can allow these attackers to inject malicious code in the UEFI firmware of a device granting attackers an effective mechanism of persistent malware storage and remain undetected or remain hidden 
essentially we are looking at a bigger exploit which then can become a apt and cause bigger problems microsoft tried to put a dent and disrupt this botnet as it feared that it could seek to sow confusion and misinformation in the US presidential elections. Microsoft was joined in its action by Financial Services Information Sharing and Analysis Center, quite a mouthful, uh, but it's FSISAC, which is a trade group of nearly 7,000 financial institutions focused on sharing global cyber threats to financial services. Microsoft, ESET or ESET, Symantec and partners spent months collecting more than 125,000 TrickBot malware samples, analyzing their content and extracting and mapping information about their malware's inner workings, including all the servers, the botnet used to control infected computers, and several additional modules. With this information in hand, Microsoft went to court in October and asked a judge to grant it control over TrickBot servers. With the evidence provided by these partners, the court granted approval to disable the IP addresses, render the content stored on the command and control servers inaccessible, suspend all services to botnet operators, and block any effort by the TrickPod operators to purchase or lease additional servers. If you are interested in learning more about this current status and evolution of this malware, check out Advanced Intel's blog for more information. FireEye sieged and its hacking tools breached. From FireEye's latest blog post, Kevin Mendia, CEO of FireEye, said that they were attacked by what looks like a sophisticated threat actor. FireEye is an organization which has boots on the ground and eyes on the prize, which is threat hunting and helping 9,000 customers in 130 countries. They're able to get insights like only a few players in this game of threat hunting can and have developed several tools to detect and be able to respond to various attacks. This brings to a very concerning realization that the same tools are now in the hands of the bad actors. Kevin said, I quote, based on my 25 years in cybersecurity and responding to incidents, I have concluded we are witnessing an attack by a nation with top-tier offensive capabilities. FireEye is working with FBI and its key partners, Microsoft being one of them, trying to gather more information about the origin of the attack and possibly identify the nation-state behind the attack. He, however, assured customers of FireEye that they are putting countermeasures to detect and block the use of their tools. Only time will tell what that really looks like or its effectiveness. Check out FireEye's article on their blog for more information. In our next segment, we are going to take a look at some CVEs that were published on NIST's National Vulnerability Database. NVD Dashboard today showed over 28 new CVEs. This is actually yesterday's report uh, and today's is probably more. And out of the recently scored CVEs, I picked the CVE 2020-8539. Kia Motors head unit with software version, which are about three different versions, I have listed that in the description, may allow an attacker to inject unauthorized commands by executing the MICOMD executable daemon to trigger unintended functionalities. 
In addition, this executable may be used by an attacker to inject commands to generate CAN frames. They are sent into the MCAN bus, the multimedia CAN bus of the vehicle. This was discovered by two cybersecurity researchers, Gianparo Constantino, Ilaria Matteucci from the Italian National Research Council in their published paper and have identified four vulnerabilities which they provided to Kia Motors Europe. And in response, Kia Motors Europe released software version SOP.008.4.200619 to fix these issues. If you want to learn more about these vulnerabilities, check out the link to the research paper in the description. We are at the tail end of today's episode and I want to take you back to the 2000s in what, when and why segment. Security goes mainstream. We are going to visit the early 2000s when the technology scene was changing so rapidly uh, with manufacturers changing the floppy disk drives to a USB drive as the floppy disks were being replaced by the USB drives for low capacity storage. The use of computers in businesses, educational institutions, in transportation business and services was the next big idea with addition of kiosks, running Windows 98 at airports, cinema halls and the release of Windows XP on portable computers and the bloom of Wi-Fi in cafes, fast food restaurants. It was also the time when security of computers used in manufacturing and industrial sectors were increasingly becoming vulnerable to exploitation as organizations were struggling with single networks or integrated networks with limited or no segregation between computers that had access to the internet and the computers that were basically running the manufacturing process or storing production data. So I found this article on informationweek.com from 2003 and it has some really interesting insights into what the security experts predicted on what was coming in terms of exploitation of various unaccounted, untested software running on those computers that were increasingly becoming connected to the internet. In this article, there are several quotes from this individual by name Steve O'Halloran, who was the managing director of a company called Asset Metrics Research Labs, and he says, and I quote him, The reason why so many companies still rely on aging versions of Windows is a confluence of events going back as far as 1998. The legacy operating systems are still there because the legacy hardware is still there, he said. The stars lined up all wrong for people who tried to do the right thing. They were told to prepare for Y2K in the late 1998, but three years later, in 2001, when they should be retiring these machines, it was right in the middle of an economic slowdown, he said. I think this article is very interesting. It brings back some perspective on these challenges that we still face today and probably will face in the future when technology is increasingly becoming faster, more accessible, user-centric, and there are challenges that organizations, big and small, face during economic slowdown, such as the one induced by the COVID-19 pandemic. 
We are living witness to these effects and all we can do in this uncertain and grim future on cybersecurity is to continue to invest in new technologies but also put people first and make sure we invest in our people, create roles in organizations and provide these roles with proper tools and knowledge to combat the threats and challenges of the new decade that we are about to enter. That is all the time I have in this episode. I wish you happy holidays and I hope you spend more time with your friends and family. However, make sure security is always on your mind because security never goes on a holiday. Please provide me your feedback by reaching out on my Twitter at Durgesh Kalya. All the links to anything I have discussed is available in the description of the podcast. Make sure you subscribe to Simplified Security episodes available as podcasts and on YouTube. Go to icsbits.com backslash simplified for more details. I'm your host, Durkesh Kalia. Catch me on my next episode on your favorite podcast app or YouTube. Until then, be safe and think before you click. Music